The following episode was recorded in front of a live studio audience, and our thanks to Lamb of God Lutheran Church for letting us use their facility. Also, our thanks to our patrons. The list is in the show notes. The North Omaha History Podcast is a volunteer effort, but you can help us out by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. Fast food, Italian food, soul food, diners and cafes, barbecues, ice cream stores, caterers, and many, many other types of food fill North Omaha's history. These businesses have been run by African Americans, European and Asian immigrants, Hispanic and Latinx people, and white people who moved to the community from across the United States. They have also been run by generations of North Omahans who handed businesses down through generations. Take it from there, Adam. In a different time, downtown Omaha actually had storefronts and businesses oftentimes restaurants and bars and pool halls, with signs in the window that actually said whites only. We don't like to talk about it. We don't like to admit it. It makes a lot of white folks uncomfortable. But Preston Love Sr. wrote about it in his autobiography very clearly, and the newspaper accounts back it up. There were signs in Omaha's establishments, in downtown Omaha especially, that said whites only. We have stories from the turn of the century all the way through the 1960s of restaurants and bars and other places in downtown Omaha that wouldn't allow African Americans. And some of the first civil rights activism by the DePores Club in the 1950s was to protest a restaurant inside of the Douglas County Courthouse that wouldn't let black people eat there. Now juxtapose that against the North Omaha that we know through our reading, through our work, through listening through the podcast, and all the different ways that we find out about North Omaha history. We know that North 24th Street, North 16th Street, Lake Street, Cumming Street were vibrant and alive commercial zones. I can't repeat enough how full 24th Street was. If a person drove today from 24th and Cumming to 24th and Ames and looked at all of the empty lots and looked at all of the empty spaces, saw a couple of new buildings along the way, saw a few old buildings along the way, but really they wouldn't see anything that North Omaha was for more than a century of its history. Because those blocks were packed with restaurants, Steve. They were packed with bars. They were packed with all the things that you said and so much more that were owned by people in the neighborhood for the neighborhood. They were owned by Jewish people. They were owned by African-American people. They were owned by Italian people. There were Chinese restaurants up and down 24th Street. And I'm not talking one or two. I'm talking a half dozen or a dozen. There were tamales carts being pushed up and down the street. There were kosher delis. There were ice cream shops. There were confectionaries. I love that word. It's so much fun. The word is almost as fun as what they actually sold, which is just a pretty word for candy shop. With a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa or some aunt or some uncle in the back dropping little plops of sugar and color, uh, food coloring and forming them into a drop and wrapping them up in a little piece of wax paper and selling them for a nickel or three cents or whatever it was. But those confectionaries were up and down the way. And so many different food businesses. 
Eating out in restaurants, people didn't do it back then like we do now. It, it, it was a different thing sometimes for some folks. Workers always had a place to find lunch, had a place to find breakfast, and late at night always had a place to get off of their late shift and go and eat. But it wasn't a whole thing with fancy tablecloths and whatever. There were a lot of working-class restaurants. That doesn't mean that there were no fancy restaurants because there were fancy restaurants all throughout North Omaha. And now I'm talking about all the way from Dodge Street to all the way up into Florence. So many fancy restaurants. Some of you might remember the R.R. Rain Club actually started and operated by Asian people in the Ponca Hills. And it ran for a long time. That's one of the legacy restaurants in North Omaha. But you know, Steve, I want to start in a logical sense and just go to the best stuff first. I'm thinking about that pile of coal with that smooth mesquite flavor, or maybe it was a nice hickory, that smoke coming out, some nice fine cuts of brisket, or big slabs of ribs, or some sausage just roasting on top of it. Man, I got to get dinner. Anyway, barbecues. So many barbecues. I've got ads for barbecues in North Omaha going back to the 1880s. They were serious about it. Nobody talks about Omaha barbecue today, and if they do, they don't even know. Props to the people who are still doing it right. I don't know who they are, but they don't even know. 1880s. Slaughters. Skeets. Bill Harper. Uh, Skeets had a place called the Hickory Room. Oh, so you all know Skeets, right? We're talking about 24th Street. We're talking about right in the heart of everything. Beautiful little shop. Anybody know what that shop started its life out as? It started its life out as an ice cream shop in the 1950s. It was built an ice cream shop. And if you go look at it, it kind of looks frivolous. It looks fun. It's got some neat colors, pops a little bit. It was built with a room on the top floor. It was all glass all the way around. And you would order your ice cream downstairs, and you'd go upstairs and eat your ice cream. Later on, that room became known as the Hickory Room. And the Hickory Room uh, was for parties. And they rented out specifically for banquets and fun stuff. Skeets was a fancy joint for a while. And so many other places. I mean, it's, it's just the list goes on and on for barbecue. And, and it was every kind of barbecue. They talked about Southern barbecue. They talked about Northern barbecue. They talked about Omaha barbecue. They talked about honey barbecue and vinegar barbecue. Everything was used. Every place it was used. All the different things. Pork, chicken, beef. I mean, roasted, grilled, smoked, the whole thing. Everything was there. One of the earliest stories that I found was about a man named George East who was born in the 1850s and uh, ran his shop all the way through the 1920s. With His his shop was at uh, 15th and Burt because that's where the near north side was early on. There were other shops. There was a barbecue hut at 24th and Blondo from the 20s through the 40s. And Gertrude's, Gertrude's was run by an African-American woman who bought the uh, recipes from Slaughter's. Slaughter's was started by a Jewish man. So the race boundary wasn't so clear among good barbecues in North Omaha back in the day. And it went on and on. Uh, one of the most famous barbecues in North Omaha's history was Mayor's, uh, which is right on 24th Street and um, ran for 30 years. And just a, a, it was a neighborhood uh, bastion in, in all of the different foods that were there. And then, of course, Skeets would just, would just close down five years ago when uh, David Deal passed away, or three years ago when David Deal passed away. 
Skeets was opened by a guy named Harold Whiteside. Uh, and Harold Whiteside ran it all the way into the 60s. Uh, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Harold Whiteside ran it all the way into 1978. Harold Whiteside was a uh, mixed guy. Uh, and he had lots of clientele from all races. People would come from across the country. The movie stars who came to Omaha to premiere their movies would come up 24th Street to Skeets in the 1950s to get good barbecue. The musicians who came to Omaha from the 1950s into the 1970s came to Skeets to get good barbecue. This was a real thing. And then David Deal bought it. He took it over from his boss, from his mentor, and he kept running it all the way until just the other year when he passed away. So Skeets had this very, very long-time legacy. In 1946, the Omaha Guide, um, African-American-owned newspaper, reported on the closing of the Sleets Barbecue. They said, uh, one of the near north side's historical landmarks is being torn down. The old slaughter barbecue stand at 24th and Blondo. Patrons from all over used to visit this eatery to, quote, grease their mitts with luscious ribs and coleslaw. Remember the Golden Barbecue King? The Golden Barbecue King. I want to go eat there. But that's what it was all about, and that's how rich that food legacy is. And we're still looking for, you know, North Omaha barbecues to rise back up and come back around, but... There are a couple places that are worth going to right now, and that barbecue legacy continues in the neighborhood. There are lots of other interesting things that pop out, at least to me, in the whole scene. One of the most interesting buildings in North Omaha, this great weird storefront, it's at 3515 North 24th. It looks almost like Spanish stucco, and it's got some tile slope roof fronts. It was, uh, most recently it was a... a hairdresser and i think it still might be a hairdresser before that they sold beauty products but before that it was opened on the front side of a house you could still see the house behind it it was just added on as kind of the lower level commercial edition it was opened as an ice cream shop uh, and the ice cream shop was yeah it was the luscious ice cream shop they eventually called lee's and it ran from 1937 into the 1950s. So ice cream shops weren't exceptional. You know, and of course, we had all those Reed's ice cream stands all around North Omaha. Uh, they, there were more than a dozen different locations. You can look at my article on NorthOmahaHistory.com to see details about the Reed's ice cream stands in North Omaha. I would be remiss if I didn't specifically mention maybe the most famous of all eateries in North Omaha. Now, that just sparked lots of your thinkings, and you're all over the map, I'm sure. From 1954 until 2003, one business, one restaurant in North Omaha was called the Black City Hall. It was man, ran by a man named Charlie Hall. And Charlie Hall was, was, he was a spectacular cook. Uh, made food for everybody. Him and his wife ran the restaurant. His wife was called Denny. And uh, it, it was the Fair Deal Cafe. The Fair Deal Cafe, in its place today, you can go and see the Fair Deal Marketplace run by OEDC uh, as an economic development program in North Omaha, but it originally was this really popular restaurant I had a chance to go to in the early 90s. I was working at Lozier. I got to drive a forklift for a year. Could you imagine they let me drive a forklift? Man, it was my jam. But we went down to the fair deal a couple times after work because they were open really late. And Denny would come out, and she was just she was uh, forceful about suggesting what kind of food I wanted to eat. And I ate it every time, and it was good for me. I'm sure there's a permanent coating of something lard wrapped around my guts. But another really popular place on North 24th Street was called Carter's Cafe. I've got an article on that on the website. And Carter's Cafe was run by Lucy Carter uh, for almost 40 years. 
Lucy Carter was the parent, the mother of Bertha Calloway, who ended up opening the Great Plains Black History Museum and whose shoes I can even nearly try to step into because of the amount of her work. But regardless, um, yeah, the Carter Cafe was also really widely respected and really, really, they got a lot of props. Uh, up by 24th and uh, Pratt, on a recent podcast, we talked about the hospital that was located right there. Right across the street from that, there was a longtime cafe that was called The Live Wire. And before that, before the Livewire Cafe, all the way back in the 1920s and 30s, it was called Mama Mac's Dining Shack. Mama Mac was a white woman from Bulgaria who made hearty home food and served it to the doctors and students from the university and from the hospital. Mama Mac ran it for 15 years, and then she left Omaha. And eventually it became the Livewire. When it became the Livewire, it became known for the best... You name it. The best French fries, the best burger. She served some ribs that were great. And the folks who ran it, they weren't playing. It was the 1970s, the ni- a little bit in the 60s, a little bit in the 80s. But in that window of time, there were several um, defensive actions taken by the restaurant owners to keep their restaurant safe. Uh, there was gun- gunfire, a couple people killed outside. It was a whole thing. But it was also the hoppinest place to eat and everybody wanted to go there. And there are lots of memories in the community of how awesome the live wire was. There were so many other great places to eat in North Omaha throughout history. I mean, they, they, they just stack up. Way up in Florence, we've got Harold's Diner still to this day that opened up a long time ago, and they're still going. Nighthawks Cafe down at 16th and Fort, that has been there since the 1940s. Serving some good breakfast, but also notorious for being a little bit um, discriminatory back in the day. Today, lots of folks come through, and I'm not just talking about racially, but also back in the day, we were talking about folks showing up in suits when they were driving out to the new warehouses that were being built in East Omaha in the 1970s. They would show up at Nighthawks and not be served. But the guy who showed up in his big truck on his way to work at the warehouses, he got immediate service and it was fast and friendly. So it was a whole thing. Nighthawks' original building was a two-story St. Louis-style apartment with a restaurant on the first floor and apartments on the second floor. That lasted all the way into the 1970s before they tore it down and replaced it with current building. Nighthawks is still open. The longest opening open restaurant in Omaha today. So go and check it out. Serve them and help them stay alive. One of the restaurants that it seems like a lot of people are still sad about closing is Mr. C's. Mr. C's opened up at 30th and Fort. A long time ago, in the 1950s, it was a cruising spot called Royal Boys, Mr. C's Royal Boy Restaurant. Had a big old logo on a sign out front and neon that flashed. And all the cool kids in their cars from North High would pull up. And they would pull into these spots and they would get their, uh, the roller skates would come out and they'd serve them and get their order and you'd eat your burger and fries and race your engine. At that point, 30th and Fort had... Mr. C's Royal Boy, uh, Broncos, a car dealer on another corner, and a gas station on the same corner. It was a cruising hot spot. Whatever Dodge became someday, it was 30th and Fort first. And those folks would cruise up and down 30th Street. Now, Mr. C's has some sticky history because there was a period when it went from being a fast food restaurant where they converted it into a seating restaurant. But in that same time period, 1950s and 60s, we have historical accounts that African-American people were not allowed to be served inside of the restaurant. They were encouraged to go to the back door for their food. That's real. Uh, David Bristow, who 
uh, is the author of a spectacular book on Omaha's history as well as uh, uh, one of the employees at the History of Nebraska, the state government's history project. He wrote about an interview that he did um, and found that information out. Uh, Mr. C's didn't stay that way, though, and eventually integrated, and lots of folks have great memories of going into this wonderful dark, dank room with the dark red booths and the Christmas lights everywhere and the murals on the wall, and then he opens up an Italian garden in the back on the north end of the building, and it was beautiful with fountains and a brazo and all kinds of fancy Italian stuff, and people loved going there, and it felt so good. Just as a side note, my family was too poor to go. Well, apparently, my parents, I've talked to them about this. They keep saying that they went. They just wouldn't take us kids because we were all brats. But let's not go there. (laughs) Lots of people still miss Mr. C's, and it was such a part of their history. And it's part of North Omaha's history. Now, of course, they tore down the building about a decade ago, and they've replaced it with a big, beautiful apartment building uh, that's turning the neighborhood around. But in the meantime, lots and lots of memories of Mr. C's, positive and otherwise. There are lots of other places throughout North Omaha's history, restaurants and beautiful joints. Zesto's still up in Florence. It's going to open up in the spring. Go up there and have a burger and ice cream cone. They are busting their butts and doing good work. It's just a great fast food place to eat. Uh, Hayden's House that was actually opened at the airport and then opened up at the old, well, we call it the Viking ship today. At that point, it was the Birchwood Club. And Hayden's House was a restaurant that was there for a period of time. Uh, they originally, of course, originally opened up at Union Station, which is today the Durham Museum. Everything's tied to history when we get to it. And I would be remiss for that neighborhood, for that part of town, not to mention Red and Ted's Tavern, later on called the Minnelosa Restaurant. Everybody loved it, right at the intersection of Web- Weber Street and North 30th. So lots of things restaurant-wise, but that's not the only food, Steve. There's lots of other food. Again, I've got to I've got to mention just just the breadth of all of this. Alfred Jones and his wife Eleonora Brooks Jones were the owners of a mansion at 27th and Caldwell, down by Lake Street. This mansion sat on top of the hill and it looked out over the near north side that, that we understand today. If you look at the geography, you could still see where the mansion was. 27th and Caldwell, long gone. There's nothing at that intersection. It's down where the Charles Drew Health Center is today. Uh, off of 30th. But then it was this beautiful Southern style mansion, two stories looking out over the land. And Alfred Jones was an African-American entrepreneur. He had a restaurant downtown, served the finest oysters in all of Omaha. I don't want oysters in Omaha, but apparently he served them. He's really popular for it from the turn of the century into the 1910s. Him and his wife buy this mansion. They turn it into a restaurant. They're serving people out of the first floor restaurant that they're running. They're living on the second floor. And then they opened up the catering business. And they were busy for 30 years running it this way. Now, Alfred Jones is a little bit of a tricky character for a couple reasons, but not the least of which being uh, that his first wife was also notable in Omaha history. But uh, let's not even go into it. But I do also want to go into another catering business uh, that was run by the Muhammads. T.P. Muhammad was an, uh, uh, he became the city of Omaha's inspector of weights and measures, one of the first African Americans in Omaha city government, Thomas Muhammad. He was also a notable Boy Scout and did all kinds of interesting things. But his wife, Helen Muhammad, was even more interesting. I've got a biography of her on the website. I would encourage everybody to look it up. Basically, an African-American woman born and raised in Omaha goes to Paris, becomes a Paris-trained chef under, what was her name again? Oh, yeah, Julia. What? The famous French cook in America, Julia Childs herself, trained Helen Muhammad, who came back to Omaha and worked at the, uh, started her own school, the Muhammad School of Cookery. 
Uh, it was open on North 25th Street. The house is still there where she taught. She published a cookbook that is really, really hard to get, but it's kind of fun. I, I have a copy of it because I'm a nerd. And uh, she has a really interesting story aside from running her cooking school, but definitely worth looking up and learning more about. Lots of other places. Again and again, there's so much more to go on. Mary's Chicken Hut that was on North 30th Street by Howard Kennedy School. The building still stands. It was a shady joint where weird things went down for a long time. If only because the newspaper kept reporting about it, this African-American-owned business where they were playing craps, where they were dealing with prostitutes, where they were doing shady stuff. And who busted them all the time? The Omaha Police Department Moral Squad. If that sounds corrupt, it's because it was. It was a shakedown that the Omaha Police Department did on African-American business owners and other business owners throughout Omaha from the 1890s all the way into the 1950s. So this long period of the moral squad hard at work, that doesn't preclude Jerry and Johnny's drive-in at at, um, 30th, uh, just north of Howard Kennedy School. Now, if you don't know Jerry and Johnny's drive-in, which a lot of folks do, and they hold that memory really close, you would know the place that took it over, which was eventually called the Stage 2 Lounge. All of it's tied together. And I would be remiss also not to mention the famous Prima's Drive-In. Prima's Drive-In was right over at 16th and Locust. And it was another one of those boom, 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 1950s drive-ins that people went to in their cruisers. And they had a good time. But just to show that dynamic, the way that North Omaha changed, when white flight hit so severely in the 1950s, all of those cruisers, all of the businesses, they all fled. And what was left in their place? Good news, the Prima's building still standing. It's painted white, you wouldn't recognize it, but it's still interesting that it's there. And Steve, the stories go on and on, and I'm not going to tell them all, but I do want to end with this thought. I love a good cup of coffee. Coffee is the thing. I live in the Pacific Northwest now. It's a very serious thing. Those people are weird about their coffee. Not me. I'm okay. I'm normal. But it's really hard to find a cup of good coffee. There were no coffee stands in the 80s and 90s all throughout the city. They tried to open up a Starbucks. It didn't work in the 90s in downtown Omaha, side note. But the other day I went looking for one. And I know about two coffee shops in all of North Omaha. I don't count anything, let's say, west of 60th for this pursuit. You can't drive that far for a cup of coffee. But those two coffee shops, they're both scooters, one up in Florence, one at 30th and Ames. And the one at 30th and Ames is a beautiful community hub that's doing a service just by existing. But they also serve a mean cup of coffee. So I'd recommend that everybody check out the North Omaha restaurants, food businesses, and other places that are still going. Go to Ramona's. Go to anywhere that you want to. Just go and have dinner, have lunch, have breakfast in North Omaha because that history is still alive today. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.